Changing minds one thought at a time. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to the Empowering Women series for Changing Minds Online. Uh, today, I will be a lone wolf today with Jessica is out on a wonderful empowering experience, and she'll be back next week to talk about it. But today, I have the pleasure of being with one of the most wonderful women that I've ever met, Miss Kia Anika Corbett, the CEO and founder of 30 Days of Positivity. How are we doing today, Nika? I am great. Thank you, Akinya, for having me on this evening. Oh, most definitely. You know I love you. (laughs) (laughs) I love you, too. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah, so tell us about finding your niche. You know, a lot of our uh, listeners today have really been waiting on this topic, and they can't wait for you to share your nugget. Oh, absolutely, yes. You know, back almost two years now, um, I was let go from my job. And actually, I always tell people it was an opportunity for me to take on my, as I call myself, my mompreneur role full time. And prior, actually, part of the 30 Days of Positivity, I had a jewelry company called Your Elegant Style, and I still have it to this day. And I realized that I was like, oh, I'm going to work this business. But after I did some number crunching, realized that it was just a hobby because, you know, we're not in business if we're not making money. (laughs) So I figured, you know, if I have this time on my hands now, I can really dive into my business, I could start generating some revenue. And for the first month or two, I was putting my all in, but I could not understand why I was not getting the return that I would have expected. So what I found was – and. If anybody knows jewelry and they've been to events, you know, almost every event you go to, there's probably 10 jewelry vendors and one of everything else. (laughs) So I figured out a way to really separate myself from these other jewelry vendors, and that is what your niche is. You have to figure out how you're going to be able to separate yourself from the rest because there are hundreds of people who sell jewelry, hundreds of thousands, rather, you know, a lot of coaches out there, a lot of authors, speakers, but you have to find out how are you going to separate yourself from them and why is someone going to buy from you versus them. So what I did was I noticed that in my target market I had a lot of women who are affiliated with sororities. So I figured, you know, they were buying some of my jewelry and they were going towards a certain color that I had. So I said, you know what, maybe this is the opportunity that I need. Maybe I need to scale it down to this market a little bit more, and that is what I did. I said, you know what, my jewelry now is going to be targeted towards a sorority, which I became a vendor, a licensed vendor, and from doing that, my sales increase was 500% over uh, the year prior, just in a six-month period by identifying a new niche, a new target market for my business. So I... I'm a strong believer in people really finding what their niche is and running with it. Oh, wow, yes. Yes, I'm I'm loving the part about finding your target market. 
And so mm-hmm. once you find your niche, you then find your target market, or can you find your target market before you find your niche? Um, I would say this. If you already know who you want to market to, so say, for instance, I mean, we can stick with, we can talk about pies even. You know, if you know your target market is going to be um, restaurants, say. You know, you want to go grander, you want to market to restaurants because you feel you have the best sweet potato pie out. Well, there are a lot of people who feel that that's their target market too, and that's okay. You want to know who you want to serve because if you don't know who you're going to be selling to, you can't fine-tune you know, the uh, niche that you want to go after. But in order to then compete in that platform, in order to say I'm going to get the business from this target, I now have to decide how am I going to make myself different. Why would someone say, why am I going to buy your sweet potato pie over this one and that one and that one? So then you have to maybe change your packaging. You know, okay, everybody else brings it in the pie crust wrapped in plastic, but you decide you're going to put a big fat bow on it. <laughs> you know, that's just going to separate you just a little bit more from everyone else. Or you can also go after your current market and ask them, you know, what is it something that may be missing from what I have right now that may make me stand out? So once you identify, hey, maybe I just need to have this fabulous flavor that no one else has. And then that can be your thing. Your niche can be, I do sweet potato pies and then all these different flavors. And then you'll grow your target market that much more and you'll get the business that you're going after. So I would say identify the market first and then you can fine-tune your niche, which would then even make your target audience that much more clear. Okay, that's perfect. So that's a great segue to go into one of our audience questions. So once you you discover your niche, are there course correction uh, key points that you can implement to ex- access what you are staying true to? Say it again. Are there are there course correction key points to oh, make you stay correction. close? Yes, and define your niche. Oh yes, I mean it, it is a. A journey, <laughs> you know. You may say, you know, this this is it. I found my niche. I am growing, and I am seeing the um, results that I want. But with any market, you always have to continue to stay ahead of the curve. So, though you may have a niche, you need to continue to perfect that niche, and you may have to change it up a little bit. You may have to go after even more target audience people and you know, fine-tune it. So you're always going to have to continue to build on it. But the most important thing is stay committed to it. You know, even if you don't necessarily see the results right away and you do have to fine-tune it, if you know that is what you're going to go after, you have to stick with it no matter what people may think. Like, oh, like for myself, like, why would you say no to all these other women and only yes to a sorority? that's crazy, you're missing out on all this business. But, no, I had to do that course correction for myself to better my business, and I stuck with it, and I still do it to this day. And I still have people who come to me saying, you know, but do you have this, do you have that? No, I don't. You know, if you're not affiliated with this organization, unfortunately I don't have what you need. You know, (laughs) But there's another one I can refer you to. So, 
there are course corrections that you can go through, but you always want to just continue to stay the race and make sure that you're always being the expert in it. I hope that answers the question. Oh, yes. What are some of the uh, (laughs) core course corrections that you use? The core? You know what I do? I always question. So, like, for instance, if I do... If I do an event, let's say, and um, I decide that I want to add some new product to my current display, what I'll do is first I will say, okay, now I I see other people are selling this. Like, for instance, I have someone who's my main competitor, and I love her dearly, but I know not to go over that, that lane. But there are some things that she has that I like, so what I have to do is then do some research, find out how I can say I like selling, you know, this piece of jewelry over here, but it's not a part of what I have right now. But if I do some research, I can find a way to then say, all right, now, if I'm going to stick with my thing, which tends to be the bling bling, how can I combine that with things that are just a little bit more subtle that people do like as well? So I have to just take that time to do my research I have to take that time to ask my clientele. You know, sometimes I'll design something, but I'll maybe make one of them. And then I'll put it out there and ask people what feedback. I'm going the right way because I like it, but it doesn't mean that my audience is going to or my clientele is going to like it. So, you know, I have to get some feedback, and those people that typically buy from me will give me that. And then from there I can decide, okay, I'm either going to go with it or I still need to, you know, fine-tune it just a little bit more because at the end of the day you want to make money. So you you constantly have to go over it, and I always encourage people to give feedback for those people that already support your business. That is so true, you know, because our loyal customers are what keeps us in business, Right. Absolutely, absolutely. Yes, yes, you know, and they're the ones that the people are going to believe through word of mouth, you know, and they're the ones who's going to support you. And we definitely have to make sure sure that we have a big uh, set of loyal customers and that Mm -hmm. we treat them well. We value their opinion, and they need to know that we value their opinion. So I love the fact that you go to your people and actually ask them before you put it out to do customers. That makes oh, uh, so much sense. That makes yeah, so much I, I mean, sense. One exam- yeah, one example, a new piece that we went to a conference, and we debuted a brand-new piece. <clears throat> and the funniest thing is the piece was actually partially designed by the regional director of the organization. So by me asking, she said, oh, I just wish this is so pretty, but if it could be like this and like that, and I drew it out. I'm like, well, let me figure out exactly what you're talking about because you would know better than I, you know, (laughs) what people want. And you're a woman of people that respect her opinion. And sure enough, we took her word for it. We designed it, didn't put it out there except to her. And I sent her one, like, thank you, (laughs) because it turned out beautiful and we sold out the first day when we debuted it. That is wonderful. No. <laughs> that is uh, wonderful it really because a lot to get of the customers. 
Yes, yes. And, you know, a lot of our uh, our listeners are small business owners, and they're trying to find that niche. So I know Mm -hmm. key thing is, of course, listening to your uh, clientele. But where else would you go to uh, get that word out? Social media or uh, mail outs or websites? Oh, absolutely. I would tell you, go. you have to be on social media because that's where you're going to find out what your competitors are doing. <clears throat> you know, you have to stay on top of them too because if, if you're not paying attention to, number one, what your competitors are doing so those, or even those that you may aspire to be. So you may say, you know, let me try to mirror myself after, you know, someone maybe 10 levels above me at this point. You know, that way you can see what you're shooting for. But you want to know what other people who are on your level are doing. So that way you're aware of it. So that way you can stay, you know, a little different, a little trendy. So that way you'll know, you know, what am I up against. So when I show up at this event, I already know what my people are next to me or people at the show, what they're going to have already because I did my research. But you also want to stay up with the trends. You want to see what people are asking for out there. You know, if you're in fashion, you know, people put out their outfits all day, every day. You know, so you want to see what are the colors, what are the things that are coming up, you know, and that's in any business that you do. You always want to stay ahead of the game, and that will keep it fresh time, and that will always show you to be the expert in in your niche, in your field, in your business. Wow. I mean, that makes sense. Now, when we're talking about social media, does it depend on your business or their social media sites that everybody should be on? Well, <laughs> you know me. I am mm-hmm. a social media <laughs> maven, as I say. I, I think everybody can utilize any platform and should be on all platforms because people are going to look you up before they buy from you because, unfortunately, social media is the new yellow pages, if you want to say, the new way of finding out information more than just word of mouth. Mm -hmm. So you should be on every platform because you want to be able to cater to people on, on those. Say I don't, some people just don't do Facebook because of work reasons. But because they're professionals, they may be on LinkedIn, and you're a professional because you have a business, why would you not be on LinkedIn too, no matter what your business is? So what, I sell pies, but I'm a professional businesswoman, and this is my business, and I want to put it out there to that market too because I can cater to the corporate individuals. And why would I not be on Instagram? Everybody should see (laughs) all the different things that I can create, all the different things I'm doing in my business. So I say you should be on all platforms at all times. And you don't have to do a lot, but a little says a lot more than that individual who is nowhere to be found. You don't want to be your own best kept secret. Agreed. So get out there if Agreed. you're not. <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, that that is a great segue into, so let's say they only have a website. Mm-hmm. And now they are ready to branch out into social media. You know, uh, how would you uh, let people know you're out there? How would you let people know your business is out there? Well, what I would do, if, if all I had was a website, 
then <clears throat> what I would then do is on your website, once you create your platform, so you know the most popular is the Facebook, Twitter, uh, Google+, LinkedIn, Instagram, but if you can at least get on Facebook and Twitter, you can add those social media icons to your website, which will then work as what we call a hyperlink. So that way, once you've created your first thing you need to create is a Facebook fan page, which can work as another um, website for you. But it needs to be a fan page, not personal. And you can link it to your website. So that way, people can then click on there and <clears throat> see your website on Facebook as well, where those individuals who only may know that you have a face or may only know Facebook and they go to research you, then they can then see your Facebook fan page and then link to your website. So it just works one to another. And that can just be the start. And a lot of websites, depending on how advanced they are, you can link it so much that whenever you make a post on Facebook, it can link to your website and vice versa. So it doesn't have to be advanced, but at least let people know they can click on you on Facebook just from your website. And when you put media out there, when you put out newsletters from your website, always put at the bottom and go like me on Facebook or follow me on Twitter. You know, sometimes you have to tell people what you want them to do. And, you know, put it out there, hey, I'm, I'm now on Facebook, grand opening. My fan page, come like me. <laughs> you know, you have to let people know. Invite them over there. It's a very simple thing to do, and it's almost necessary because more people will look for you on Facebook than they will, then they'll Google you. And usually if you get Googled, Facebook will be up first before your website because that is more of an SEO than your website. If that wasn't wow. too technical. <laughs> no. Well, you know, I hey, I, I loved it. Well, love you're it. a technicist. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess that doesn't help, right? <laughs> but <laughs> we have to be silly. I love it. I love it. Now, now we have these social media. Now, what about groups? And what about uh, things like meetups? Are those going to help you find your niche? A meetup. Well, a meetup can be utilized similar to um, asking for the feedback. So, like for instance, if you created, or you don't even have to necessarily create a meetup group for yourself, you can join one. And a lot of meetups, uh, depending on the size, what they will allow you to do is um, be their sponsor for an event. Meaning, you can either. I think on meetup now they'll let you either if you have a restaurant, for instance. They'll let you sponsor their event by allowing them to utilize your space at no cost or a low fee. That way, if you're in the restaurant business, you're asking them, okay, I'm going to lend you my space as this group, but I want your feedback on this new dessert I'm making, or this new entree, per se. And from that, I want you to then go to my Facebook fan page or go to my website and give your feedback there. You don't want a phone call. You don't want that, you know, give you give the positive feedback to me on Facebook. So that way you can then share it and show others. And I did this big group meeting and they loved my new velvet, red velvet cake or my new entree. You know, so you can use meetup groups that way. That way you don't have to pay to create one. You're just offering some support to them while they're giving you some support back. You can also offer to give them 
gift if they're having a bigger event and say you're in the beauty industry and you've created something brand new, is it okay if I donate, you know, pieces in your bag at your next meetup group? Things like that. So, I mean, if you want to go out there and create a meetup, you could create a meetup just around your business and people could be testers. <laughs> you know, you have to be creative, really. So meetup okay. is definitely a good thing. So what other um, areas would you use to find your niche on the offline uh, platforms? On the offline platform, I would do that more in terms of um, if I'm at an event, I would utilize that type of marketing. I would be out there just asking people. Um, Sometimes what I've done even with my coaching, if I'm trying out a new program, what I will do is I will ask people to take part in the pilot. And with the pilot, I will ask them, okay, I will put you in the pilot. It will not be necessarily the length of time I may be doing a program, but give you a good taste so that way you really see what you're going to be getting. And from that, I'm going to send you then a questionnaire to get your feedback. What would you change? What what did you like? What didn't you like? What did you get out of it? And have a series of questions that you can then take from them. And then that way you can really fine-tune what it is you're going to put out there to the big audience. And then from there, you can also get more positive feedback. And, again, going back to social media, you know, more bird's eye view of you and how great it is and how wonderful it is and how different it is. And you want to make sure you ask those questions to show, you know, how is this different than other programs you may have taken part in. And that would be the big one because that's what people want to see. You know, well, why would I pay money to you when this one over here has the same exact program, you know, but you have to find out what is that little thing that makes you just that much more different. And you can get that feedback from the pilot program without having to do, you know, necessarily social media up front. Okay. I like that. I like that. So is there anything that the audience could do, like, immediately to enhance their niche or find their niche? I would say immediately, the first thing, just ask yourself the question, why would I buy, or not even why would I buy for myself, but why would someone buy my product? Or why would someone want to utilize my service? And write it down. And usually it's, it's a lot more challenging when you have not defined what your niche is. Usually you're like, oh, that sounds like this one. And as you're writing, you see how, similar it can be to others, you know, and once you write it down, maybe you just jot it down, but then you have to find out, so what makes me that much more unique or what makes me different from, and that goes to your research. You need to research your competitors. So if you know you have similar programs like myself, a mompreneur, I mentor mompreneurs, you know, I have to look at those other mompreneurs and see what things they're offering so that way I can say, okay, so how can my program service my clientele just a little different than them so that way I can get the business? And, again, that can just be something you jot down. And then from there you can build. Then you can say, okay, now let me put the program in place. Let me put it out there on the website and things like that. But right now I would just say ask yourself the question and 
really be specific as how you are different from someone else and why would someone know why would someone give you their money? It's really that simple. Yeah. <laughs> That's powerful. <laughs> why would somebody give you that money? Right. What is the ROI? What is the ROI? There you go. go. Thank you. Exactly. What is the ROI on my dollar I'm going to give you versus the person down the street? There it is. You're speaking my language now, Nika. You're speaking. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, hey, but it's the truth. It is because people want to make sure that, you know, they are getting true value from their investments and, you know, if you're in business, I know you want to service people, but people have got to know what kind of service they're going to get, and is my result going to be just that much more fabulous because I went with you. Perfect. Perfect. Now, as we talked about before and I posted on the group, you're giving away something today. Tell us about that. Yes. What I'm doing is, I have, you can go to my website, and what I offer people are free 20-minute discovery sessions, and we can just talk about anything. So if you are having a challenge finding your niche or you're looking to take your business from where it is now somewhere else, we can do a little session for 20 minutes, go over some stuff. I also do um, social media. I call it a social media blitz where if you have, you know, the website and the social media outlets out there, but you don't find that they're actually bringing the people to your page, and I will help you as well. I'll review some of them for you, give you some feedback, and free of charge, and there'll be a 20-minute session. You can go right to my website, 30daysofpositivity.com, and schedule a 20-minute session. Wonderful, wonderful. And and what do we uh, – I love the – point of the 20-minute session, but I thought it was also something about a new program you have out about it. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. yes. Oh, thank you. Yes. <laughs> yes, I have a um, mompreneur email coaching program because, you know, we mompreneurs and womenpreneur in general are very busy. So I created actually one that you can do through email coaching, and it's a 30-day program. I do one per month, and I only take on 10 um entrepreneurs per month because it is a lot that goes into it and you can do email coaching and for the show I would have discounted the price to $99 for the first five people that sign up because I only have five spaces left (laughs) so if they're interested in taking part in the November session um, they can go also go to the website to sign up for that under the coaching programs or they can email me directly at 30 days of positivity at gmail.com. Okay. Uh, and I'm posting that right now. <laughs> in the event, in the event section. So if you want need that email, ladies, uh, it is there. Awesome. Perfect. So, Nico, before we get into what you're doing now and how they can find you, do you have one takeaway that you'd like to give to them? Absolutely. What I would say is stay committed. I can't emphasize that enough. When you are seeking out what you should do next or what you should do different, you know, it's easy to get frustrated. 
But I would just say make sure you stay committed and don't look for the pat on the back because that will come when you put things in place and get the results or, as you said, the ROI on the time that you're putting into your business. So, you know, stay the course, committed, stay in the race, and you will see the results down the line. Beautiful. So now if something touched one of the ladies, so they want more information about all those nuggets you were giving today because, you know, you were dropping some good nuggets now. Yeah. How would they be able to find you? Yeah, well, you can find me on my website, as I said, 30daysofpositivity.com. I am also on Facebook at 30 Days of Positivity. On Twitter, it's 30 Days Positive. On Instagram, it's 30 Days of Positivity. On Google Plus, it's 30 Days of Positivity. So I keep it easy. <laughs> so you can find me on all the social media platforms and LinkedIn. I'm Nika Corbett, and you can find me there as well. Well, ladies, link up with this fabulous lady. You will not be disappointed. She will definitely help you out. Thank you so much, Nika, for being on the show. Thank you for having me. I truly enjoyed myself. Well, I aim to please, (laughs) ma'am. Job well done. Job well done. (laughs) Uh, As always, you're definitely welcome back whenever you would like, and Thank you again on behalf of Jessica and myself. You know, we always, we are definitely supporters of 30 Days of Positivity. Thank you. You're most welcome. Good night, everyone. We uh, hope you enjoyed the show, and we will be looking forward to seeing you on Sunday when we have our first Sunday superstar, Miss Bridget Wilder. Thank you so much. And have a good night.